You're so disgusting. You just belch in our ears, into the mic. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Absolute Worst Podcast. I'm Allison Royer. And I'm Dana Powell. Each week in our show, we seek and give free therapy by telling you our problems, asking you to tell us your problems, and we just pray to God that any of it works out. We're basically the opposite of Oprah. Why are you so mad? <laughs> I'm sassy with you. Why do you think I am? Because I burped. You burped into the microphone, <laughs> into me and Sarah's ears. Yeah. It was really aggressive. It was super small burp. It, it was, was like But not it's a even body a big... function you forced into our heads. So you don't like... Okay. Just having your guys' voice is so well swingers, honestly. <laughs> 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 Sarah doesn't even want to hear our voices. Sarah said she had a headache from our voices. So that's cool. <laughs> Things are going great. I don't blame her. Maybe we need to start medicating our listeners too. For Do you have a headache? You know what? We should get a partnership with some sort of like <laughs> headache medicine. And something. it'll be like perfect, like seamless <laughs> from our show. Like, do you listen to our voices and feel you like your brain is starting? Starting to melt. <laughs> we can help you. This show is sponsored by Vicodin. I'm like, I'll be honest, guys. I listen to our show. I, I mean, I like us. <laughs> Dana's our number one fan. I'm Sarah, our number one fan. Sarah, not into it. Sarah's not, not into our show. We, I think we found the text of your interview. Are we going to post that at some point? Remember, yeah, just you think back. It. It literally was like, Sarah said, can I be your intern? And you were like, done. That was the extent of the conversation. Remember how happy you were back then? Just think. I mean, what would have happened if I said no? I would... I would probably be living on the street. <laughs> I mean, probably she'd be living on the street. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All I'm saying, Sarah, is you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome that we've ruined your life and given you a headache. <laughs> I feel like there was something else I wanted to update. She's still oh. perfectly adorable. Look oh, she her. had a haircut. Her she hair came in here. So cute. Once again, she's wearing a onesie. She loves these onesies. And they look adorable on her. I it's know, not fair. Because she's the youth. If I wore a onesie, people would be like, Dana's lost her mind, and is she pregnant? <laughs> Every time I try to put a onesie on, it's so far into my crotch, yeah. I don't understand it. You have to find the right ones. Yeah, because I got a lot of crotch onesies, and I was like, this isn't for me. I people can see my fucking onesie. ovaries. Me neither. Yeah. Because it's like my fucking fallopian tubes it are hanging out the bottom of it. People would be worried about me. You know, I was telling Sarah while you were in, doing something, I don't know if you were in the bathroom or what, okay. but you were not in our... I don't know why you're so mad that I go to the bathroom sometimes, but okay, uh uh-huh. I was telling her, somebody messaged me on Instagram, a friend, Okay, we'll say, someone who gives me a hard time a lot, Okay, and sent me this meme that was like, don't filter your picture so much, we know, guys, blah, 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 and I was like, oh, are you worried about it? You're right, and I put a side-by-side comparison, and I was like, this is what I really look like, except I got rid of the tears I was crying while I said (laughs) goodbye to my friend. (laughs) Um, thank you for being concerned. I'll take it as a compliment on my weight loss because I have had so many people lately say to me, I'm not joking. Oh my God, Dana. At first I was like, did Dana get work done? Wait, Wait, I'm sorry. And you're saying that's not not good. Well, because if somebody assumed that I had plastic surgery, I would be so happy. (laughs) Don't you think that's a weird assumption? No, I think it's incredible. Sarah, you live in Los Angeles. Sarah thinks it's a weird assumption. Too. She you do. With me. That's why I was if I saw somebody words. <laughs> yeah, because if somebody loses weight, my go-to isn't like they must have had plastic surgery on their face. Yeah, but maybe that's not <laughs> what they real like. Maybe they didn't know what looked different, but they were like, "You've clearly had, had surgery, a full on face, your face, facial <laughs> reconstruction." <laughs> I'm like, no, this is just what my bone structure looks like underneath the fat. <laughs> I think if anybody ever asked me if I had plastic surgery, I'd be like, thank you so much. <laughs> that is the nicest That's thing the anybody's ever said about me. <laughs> like if someone was like, oh my God, have you been so sick? You're so skinny. I'd be like, thank you so oh much. That's God. actually not true. Because when I was true. when I came out of the hospital, I had lost a bunch of weight because I hadn't eaten in a long time. And people were like, you've never looked better. But I think the only reason I was mad about that is I knew it wasn't sustainable. I'm like, I can't continue the effects of a debilitating disease. Like right. I have to recover. And so I know I'm not going to be skinny I'm anymore. I'm sorry that you think so when I'm I was just my disappointment. sickest is when I look my best. No, 100%. Well, I've yeah. told you that I have 
have, um, I'm not able to see eating disorders or drug addiction. And like, so I've seen so many, you know, I'm like a sober person. I know you guys have never heard that before. No, really? But <laughs> I have said to people, I've had to learn because I'd be like, oh my God, you look great. And then I'll be like, someone will hit me and be like, Allison. I'm like, what? They're like, they've been on like a, you know, two week fucking meth binge. I'm like, oh God, oh God I am sorry. so sorry. I did not. So yeah. now all I say, first of all, you could, I mean, I try not to talk about people's bodies ever across yeah. the board. Yeah. I might say, you look nice. Yeah. Or You've never you- said that to me. <laughs> Dana. Should we get on with our show? What is happening to you? <laughs> Why do you care if I say... Listen. Huh? I, am I the kind of person that showers people with compliments? Um, No. Who have you ever heard me say anything nice about? I'm being totally serious. Other than our listeners. Yeah, our listeners. Sometimes Sarah. It's not one of my love languages. Okay. Okay? My love language is quality time and acts of service. Mm-hmm. Okay? So mm-hmm. it's not words of affirmation. Or when do we spend quality time? Today? This is quality time. Oh, yikes. Because think about it. I never <laughs> leave my apartment or go anywhere. So I literally see you more than almost anybody else in my life. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, literally, you know I don't go places. Right. Like, I don't I don't even know how it's possible. Where right. would I, I... I don't go anywhere. I don't have a social life. Remember how I said you guys had to remind me to um, send a text when we were going to start recording? Yeah. Did you do it? No. Nah. Good job. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to start with um, some feedback, which is how we start all our shows after Dana and I yell at each other endlessly. <laughs> if you have anything that you want to say to us, you can email us at absoluteworstpodcast at gmail.com or go to our website, absoluteworstpodcast.com. Thanks for rating and reviewing us on iTunes. I know you guys have really been Thank at you it. so much. And I've also gotten your emails where you're like, don't worry, I've been telling everybody because I know I'm always on your jock about it. But thank you so much. I know you guys are really at it and we are very grateful. So thanks for that. We're on social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can send us messages from there. Tell all your fl- friends. Go to your, your neighbors. <laughs> Go to your, your friends and your friends. You know what? What the fuck? <laughs> this is subject line, love you gals. Okay. Fake name, Chrissy. Dear Dana and Allison, I'm way late in the game. Just recently stumbled across your podcast. That's in my awesome. Thank you. In my defense, I'm newish to listening to podcasts. I've been binge listening every chance I get, which is mostly just at work, so I'm only on episode 27. I just want you gals to know what a wonderful job you're doing so far into my listening. LOL. Oh, she's like, it could change. <laughs> it could change. It probably will it change. Probably will. I am a single mom. I have a 10-year-old and one that will be five in September. Both oh boys. Listening to your episode about kids and milestones had me in tears. Actually, I think every time Allison cries, so do I. Well, Mm. when Allison cries, the world cries. (laughs) You ladies make me laugh when I need it most. I've been going through some emotional roller coasters with my oldest. He's having a hard time with me dating. Mm. Listening to you two helped me clear my head and stop overthinking all the things I could be doing wrong as a mom. Mm. I don't have any stories that come to mind to tell you right now. Sorry, Allison. And not really seeking advice. Although if you have any, I'd love to hear it. You know what? We should have read this in our other episode. (laughs) I I just want you ladies to keep up with this amazing podcast. I love you both. Thank you. you. I love it when people write in to encourage us because I definitely sometimes am like, what are we Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. But I have started saying to people, and I'm sure I've mentioned it on shows before, and definitely we talk about it, how we started this as like something to do because we weren't, we were moms and not performing as much as we used Mm -hmm. to, and maybe exposure in our careers, and how it's become something so much more important and amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cry. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast has become so special, and it's because of our listeners. Mm -hmm. It's it's become like, I can't believe I went into it with such shallow reasoning, and it's become something so precious in my life yeah I mean it brought you girls into my life I didn't even know Sarah before this. I know and now I'm like I can't imagine not having Sarah in my life yeah. you know mm-hmm. and you and I were just casual friends yeah you know I didn't even see you the whole time you were super sick in the hospital I know I didn't know you I don't, yeah well. we didn't know each other uh-uh. yeah so mm-hmm. it's like it's been such an amazing blessing it really is and I I feel like you know, we've talked so much about where we're struggling and also the lessons we've learned. And yeah. we can never, I at least, can I never know the lesson until it's way behind me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, I've talked a lot about my, you know, the things I've struggled with in the last year year or so. But one of the things, 
that I feel like just recently I realized like, oh, wow, I'm actually doing that and I'm doing it really well is really not having expectations mm. about what's going on. You mm-hmm. know, like I feel like I'm somebody who's such got such rigid control over her life, mm-hmm. you know, like and you guys have, you know, talked about my like obsessive house, you know, like um cleaning and yeah. you know, Dana's taking Scheduling pictures of me and- like wiping the floor <laughs> down and baking banana bread, you know, like and I feel like, and maybe part of it was having a baby because I couldn't, you know, because in the beginning of having a baby, I did try to control Mm -hmm. and I just lost my fucking mind. And I've also found that when I get a real specific feeling in my body and Dana's talked about listening to your body and like Mm -hmm. the cues your body is giving you. And when I'm trying to control something, I start to tense up. I can feel the anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so I've really learned how to know that that's coming and, 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 ironically because I'm a dark thinker I'm a negative person Mm -hmm. like I'm I kind of you know no I am too I'm a Virgo (laughs) through and through in that way right like I I um, am skeptical of everything but I feel like I, I can't even believe sometimes the things I'm saying where I'm like, you know what? You just put it. And, and it's those sort of platitudes that people say. And you're like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, where it's like, you know, you were talking about the day that you were reading like the positive messages in the world and it was making it you angry. Grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I do believe, I don't know what continuing to do this show. You're right. We had some ideas, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe it'll have a monetary benefit. Maybe I'll be able to buy a house. Maybe none of that has happened. Oh, and it's not going to. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something I get out of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I trust that it's taking care of itself, you mm-hmm. know? And I just feel like lately I've been so trusting, even in in, in my best moments. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean I can't, like, fall back on that a little bit or, you know, take that control back. But when I really look and when I start to get into, you know, we've ta- my husband and I are talking about having another baby. Obviously, I have a ton of fear around that and mm-hmm. financial insecurity and living in a tiny apartment. That's why I get so obsessed with the house is it feels like I'm raising this family. They need to have a house. We have to be in a good school. Mm-hmm. When I really step back, I feel like, and maybe this is stupid, and maybe this is just me being small-minded, I really feel like if I'm putting good things into the world, if I'm taking care of what's in front of me, if I'm being a good person, and if I'm doing the right thing, my life is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. I think so, too. And more than ever. I don't know what that means, and I that's the part like, where maybe I'm dumb. You know, for me, what I've gotten from this, too, is obviously the community that we've built and how much we've fallen in love with so many of the mm-hmm. people that write into us and everything. But also, you know, I've been very open in saying that this last year has been my year of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And especially in the last six months, you know, I've talked about that I was really struggling with depression. And it, for the first time in my life, it caused me to lose a lot of weight and all those things. And I was thinking the other day, you know, I'm in a better place. I'm feeling good. That doesn't mean I don't have problems. Mm-hmm. Clearly, I still let my kid puke into my hands <laughs> because he's just playing cherries. But uh, I, I, I'm like, I wonder where I would be right now if I didn't have this. Wow, that's so amazing. Because, you know, some of our listeners have even privately messaged totally. me and been like, girl, sometimes life is shitty. Right. You're doing great. Keep going. Like, mm-hmm. you know, here we are the hosts of the show. I know. And our and our listeners are the ones buoying me. Up. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally. Know? I just feel very lucky. Yeah, I mean, because let's be honest, I needed free therapy and so that's why I started the show. Right. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> okay, cool. Um, okay, so this is subject line episode 30. Fake name overthinking mama. Hey, I was just listening to an old episode 30 and something that Allison said totally clicked that I'm finally not the only one. I always say to myself, it's so funny, that's right on point. Mm-hmm. My life isn't good enough because we haven't gotten married yet. It would all get better once we own our own home or move to that new town or own that new car and Every time I reach one of those goals, I find a new one to obsess on. It's been driving my boyfriend crazy for the past eight years. Thanks, ladies, for being amazing and showing me that I'm not the only crazy mama in the world. Ha ha, love y'all. It's <laughs> so, so true. true. And, and we have to be careful because I find myself wishing my life away, I say, mm-hmm. where I'll go, if I could just make it to the end of this week, it's mm-hmm. fine. And at some point, I'm going to look back and go, why do I want to rush through that week? Yes. Why don't I treasure every moment? Mm-hmm. You know, I know that sounds so cheesy. No, I know. Dumb, no, but, but I get it because and this is you know we've talked about how I'm obsessive and controlling and and one of the ways that manifested for me is I don't leave the house anymore because I want to soak up every moment with my kid yeah I mean and I feel like that's the one thing you hear like oh it goes by so fast oh enjoy Mm -hmm. it and you know obviously I joke about it and I'm like but 
it's I that's where I want to be right now. You know, mm-hmm. I want to be with my family. I obviously, you know, I joke about how this is my social life. It is, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't mean that if I am not if I have to go somewhere, it's a big event for somebody. You know, I, Dana and I were at a party once where you were like, what is happening? Why are you here? Yeah. And it was like, you were like, I never thought you would go to this. But it was Jessica Rona. Yeah. And she, who apparently just goes by Jess now that I'll yes. never I'll never understand. I that. call her Jess. My best friend Jessica now only goes by Jess. It's so it's weird. So hard to- I know. I don't get it. But um, she had a big milestone. She had this book release, and I wanted to be there to support her. And so those are the reasons that I leave the house, basically. Do you know I almost asked you to go out with me on Thursday night, and I was like, she's going to go why would you ever ask me that? Because I was going to see um, the unauthorized uh, musical parody of Clueless. Oh. Yeah, already you're not into it. I wouldn't have gone. It was so fun. I smiled from ear to ear. And I leave the, the house for people. Like if you would have been like, remember one, the closest you ever got me to leaving the house is because I thought you might need me. At a party, yeah. Yeah, but you turned out you didn't. Well, because I invited someone else. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> but if you had been like, I'm not going to go to this thing. If you, I really need you to go with me. No one else can go. I would have completely gone. Oh, that's good to know for the future. Oh, t- oh. oh boy. <laughs> oh, boy. No, but I think that's that's true. I want to yeah, sh- listen just backed herself into a corner. I want to show up. I don't want to be one of those weirdos that like doesn't show up for their friends anymore. Yeah. But I'm like, do you need me at the clueless unauthorized thing? Doesn't seem like it. Is this a code red? Maybe. Who's to say? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty old. Okay, this is in response to episode 55. Hi, gals. Greetings from Spring Vegas. Oh, Springfield, Missouri. Do they call it Spring Vegas? Uh, they call Brants in the Vegas for old people. That's hilarious. I just finished your episode with Jillian Bell, and I think I can help you, Allison. You were trying to figure out what you suffered from. You have an empathy deficiency. Oh, my <laughs> God. This person nailed you. <laughs> I get it because I also have a non-existent give a non-existent give a shit meter. When I add that in with my excessive personality disorder, I'm like a full-on freight train of no fucks given. Oh my Take God. solace in knowing you aren't alone. But if we were, it's not like we'd give a shit. <laughs> Keep up the great work. You ladies are doing a phenomenal job. So That's what is she talking amazing. about? I think this is when you guys were talking about um I thought it was like comment, like caring what people think about you. Probably. Is that and an you, empathy deficiency? No, but I think you, No. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, maybe she's referencing something else that we were talking about. But I think probably she's right. You have an empathy deficiency. Mm-hmm. Does like that mean I'm I not empathetic? Hurt, yeah. When I no, say, but I am empathetic. Really? <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> okay. You hurt my feelings. Oh, here we go. See, that's my, exactly. <laughs> that's all it took to prove my I'm point. I'm super empathetic, but I don't believe in feelings. That doesn't. That absolutely contradicts <laughs> each those statements. Because I mean, I wish I need to have somebody on the show so that we can. I actually put this. Okay, because listen, when people write in their stories, you've heard me. I'm crying because I'm empathizing with them. I'm like, oh my gosh, that must be so difficult. Uh Sometimes where I get lost, when people are like, you hurt my feelings, what I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, you feel? Well, if I really feel like I truly hurt your feelings, I might be like, okay, I could see how like that upset you. But most of the time, I feel like it's like, no, there's something else going on there, and you're mad at me, and it's unreasonable. When you say something that hurts, and I get wait. First of all, I've never said anything that's hurt you ever. That can't be true. Probably. I'm. I don't know. I'd have to think about it. <laughs> but I mean, because I just want people to know we're not talking about a specific example. No, 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 This no, is no, just no, no. an arbitrary thing. So it's hard to talk about because I don't know really what it is. But I feel like in my life, I have to navigate. Don't you? F- <laughs> oh, boy. I'm really just trying to myself. talk yourself out of circles here. It's too much. This is. Just admit you're a cold hearted bitch and we'll move on to the. <laughs> no, I don't think that that's wrong. I think that I'm um, judicious. In things that I give a fuck about. There, okay. Okay? Yeah. Is that an empathy? It just seems cold, but... Do you think I'm a cold person, Sarah? No. She's asleep. She's asleep. She's she doesn't completely know. high she as a Are guy. we still recording, I don't even? think so. Okay, <laughs> this was in response... Okay, um, who was with us? I think it was Jillian. So this was the woman where she was saying that, like, she owns a house. Remember, I was so jealous mm-hmm. with her boyfriend. And I think it was in Washington. And all his friends. That's keep- right. Yes. Okay, so she's responding. This okay. was episode 55. She's, she's responding to our advice. She said, it got worse. But no. oh my gosh. Hi, ladies. It made my day just hearing you 
guys discuss my problems. So where to start? We are 31. And yes, Allison, I wish we were married too. Tapping foot. (laughs) And the main friend that stays over is 32, I believe. Yes, you would think adults wouldn't want to sleep on someone's couch if they didn't have to. I don't get it either. While I do love the idea of Jillian's make a scene solution, the one main friend would just love it if I started a meditation or sound bath. He'd want (laughs) to go get his own crystals and join me. No joke. He has some. So here's where it's gotten worse. The one interesting friend has now quit his job and plans to move back into the woods somewhere eventually. What? Since he doesn't want to pay rent, he has been slyly staying the night during the week until he can move to wherever. I was also going to mention I keep our dog in a kennel, big portion of our kitchen really, because she is huge and only a year ago, and only a year old. So jumps on everyone and plays and licks hard. Then it dawned on me just to let her out. Screw them on my couch if my dog's, it's my dog's house too. So when I get up at 5.30am now I play with her in the living room where he's sleeping. Oh well, it's my house and that's my normal schedule. Thanks again for bringing my spirits up. Love you guys. Bye. Good. I'm glad she's living her life. Totally. P.S. Since Dana loves animals like I, here's a photo of our amazing huge pup. (gasps) I gotta see. But you know what? She's. I love that she's taken the first step where she's like, yeah, this is my house. I'm not gonna let my dog stay in his kennel. Yeah. Um, We're getting up. It's. I'm, you know, like, I think that's amazing. Like, keep taking those little steps. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You're not being a jerk. You're living in your home. Yes. Yes. Totally. Good for you. This, oh, you're going to love this. (laughs) Hey, Dana. Hi. I love listening to your podcast when I run. However, I'm listening to the beginning of episode 56, where you mentioned having sex in the closet of Juanita K when it was being built. Oh, no. When you said you weren't having sexual on the dirt with a hard hat on, I doubled over and I almost collapsed. (laughs) because I couldn't catch my breath from laughing so hard. Thank you both for being you and keeping me company on the seemingly endless miles I have to run to get in shape. P.S. I'll be your BFF. (gasps) Dana! Dana, this person, you had sex in their neighborhood and they still want to be best friends with you. (laughs) It sounds like you had sex in a place that they frequent. They knew Juanita Gay. They knew what that was and they still want to be best friends with you. Stop saying I had sex. Dana's marking her territory by just like having sex in a lot of public places. Oh, this is why it's dangerous to have a podcast, you guys. (laughs) I'm going to try and get a job one day, and they're going to be like, did you hear she had sex in Juanita Kerr? <laughs> so we actually try really hard to offer therapy to people on this show. So what happens is you write in your problems, and then we just talk about ourselves the whole time. So if that sounds like something that's fun for you. <laughs> we try. We really do try. And so, other people <clears throat> write in and give Mostly what happens mostly is other, other people, people write in and will give you help. <laughs> Um, so we're going to switch over to the absolute worst therapy section of our show. So this is subject line, ugh, boys, fake name, anything but my real name, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Honestly, you don't even have to air this. I just want, I just don't have anyone else to talk to about it. My parents are very strict and I can't talk to my mom about anything when I need advice. Also, I'm young, so a little stupid. Oh, good for you for knowing that. <laughs> Only 20 years old. I met this boy when studying abroad in Europe. He's from my college and we started sleeping together and decided to be friends with benefits. Shocker, it didn't work out and mm. we both got feelings. Everything was great and we were supposed to spend this weekend together by the lake, but after spending the day with his ex-girlfriend, he's mm. been acting different, not flirting with me or giving me any validation of his feelings anymore. I'm still planning to see him this weekend, but with all my friends in serious relationships, I don't know if I should keep sleeping with him or if I should stop. I think if I continue, I will never stop liking him, but I also don't really want to stop. The sex is really good, and I like spending time with him. Ugh. I get that. Oh, me too. Yeah, I think if she wants to, if this guy's not open to a relationship, which it seems like um, maybe some feelings were sparked by spending time with his ex-girlfriend, yeah. I think she should open herself up to seeing other people too. Um, but uh, have we talked about rubber banding before? Hard I don't. Used? You mean when date? You mean the last time when Sarah was wrapping a rubber band around her head? Her head. No. Yeah. No. That different she thing. Literally had okay. a rubber band no, around she did. her face. <clears throat> yeah. No. Okay. no different no, no. than that. Uh-huh. Um, I I don't know why I find it so fascinating to read 
articles and questions from women about like, does this guy like me? Like I, I know, read. but I love that about you I because do. you're I doing research it. for our show. I know I do it all the time and I have for years. And one of the things that they talk about is guys will sometimes, you know, you have to do the rubber band thing where guys sometimes freak themselves out mm. about how they like somebody, how much they like somebody and they will pull away. Mm-hmm. It's natural. And the more you chase them, it's like the slack of a rubber band. Right. They will not they will just keep running, yeah. right? Because you're um, fulfilling their fears of like, oh, I'm going to be tied down. She's going to have expectations of me, blah, blah, blah. So I I feel like this works. And I've told some of my single friends this before. And they were like, you're absolutely right. It's not my idea. Mm-hmm. So I won't take credit. But just give him his space. Mm-hmm. And once he realizes, wait a minute. Where'd she go? Mm. Wait, she's not texting me. She's not calling me all the time. She's not treating me special. And I miss it. Mm -hmm. Then the rubber band kind of snaps back. Love that. Yeah. That's cute. Mm -hmm. I also want to say, you know, um, I'm shitting on the youth a lot. <clears throat> just in general, I talk about on the show all the time about the youth and all this stuff. And it's just because you're so old. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. But also, I just want to point out, you know, this girl's 20. Yeah. And, and my first instinct is always like, you're 20. Like, fucking move on. You, it's all good. Mm-hmm. But I just want to point out the person that I ended up marrying was my boyfriend when I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, those feelings of love were so strong. You know, yeah, so I just don't want to invalidate, you know. Sure. And also, you know, she said she was like, she called herself still stupid, which I really appreciate. I because like we all she, are when we're younger. If she's that self-aware, self-aware, she's not that stupid. 100%, yeah. you know. So good for her. And I think what everything Dana was saying is a great tactic. I also just want to talk really quickly about this idea of still having sex because you want to. Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. that, because I've I've had that. I've struggled so much in my life with the concept of like, I'm a feminist and what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a woman and I should be able to have sex with who I want, when I want. Who, okay, maybe it's not going to work out, but I still want to have sex with them. I really, I really struggled with that. Here's what happened for me. It's probably not great news and it doesn't mean it's true for everybody. Mm-hmm. Personally, and I only found this out by, I mean, I figured this out like when I was 35. Mm-hmm. I'm 37. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, let's just be real <laughs> fucking clear. Um, I was not able to have sex with someone. And Cindy Walsh talked about this when she was on the show. I've never been able to have, um, I shouldn't say that, but. When I, because I've had one night stands and I think that's fine, you know, like, but what happened, a lot of the reasons those weren't one night stands is because that person never called me again. Mm-hmm. I probably would have liked to have continued it into being a relationship. the longer you sleep with someone, the more attached you're Well, that's what I was going to say. But yeah. for the people that like I was sleeping with and was like, but I don't have feelings. I did have feelings. I always had feelings. And I was not able to have sex without having those feelings get stronger. Mm-hmm. That was for me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I do think, you know, if you could save yourself the 15 years of heartache that I endured, and I'm not saying, you know, maybe you're the diamond in the rough that's mm-hmm. able to be in an emotional relationship with someone and be having sex with them and then stop having emotions but continue to have sex with them. I think that's real hard. I think that's going to be pretty fucking tough. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean, and, and I, while I completely advocate everybody having as much sex consensually that they'd like to have, I'm all for that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's where I always got it a little twisted as I felt like, I just want to have sex. I don't even fucking care. I'm having sex and it's great and I'm blah, blah, blah. That was always my battle cry. Unfortunately, until I learned and, and sort of admitted to myself that, you know, I'm actually not able to. I'm not able to have sex without emotions. I'm just Yeah, not. I would say to her, if she wants to keep having sex with him because it's fun and she enjoys the sex, that's fine. But you have admitted that there are feelings. Right. So you have to prepare yourself that there's going to be heartache at the that's end. That's right. That's you know? all I'm saying. And yeah. so I would definitely take Dana's advice. Um, and maybe it just needs a little breather, you know, like, and and that's the sacrifice. The, it's like the sacrifice you're making is stopping having sex with someone that you want to have sex with. But the benefit you're getting is the clarity, mm-hmm. you know, and sure. so you kind of have to give something up short term so that you can have the results long term. Because he very well may bounce back and be like, and he may I not. realized I like you. Right. You know, and he may not. And he, he may not. And, and in which case, I still think it will 
soften the burden if you're not sleeping with him. The fact that she's already said, you know, there were some feelings means that if this doesn't work out the way she wants it to, wants it to, there's going to be heartache. Yeah, and I think that it's easy for us to always be like, well, I don't care. Well, it's fine. I don't care if he's with somebody else, and I don't care if this and I don't. And I think the reality is you probably you do probably care, do. and yeah. that's where it starts to get really painful. Yeah, especially you know, you said he hung out with his ex girlfriend. What you know, I, this idea of seeing other people. I'm always curious about what that means. Does that mean you're fucking other people? Mm -hmm. Am I having sex with you and you just had sex with someone yesterday? Yeah. Or are we just dating other people? Because yeah, I used to, to tell people all the time. about that. Right. And, yeah. and that's the other thing that's maybe missing here is have you talked to him about it and said like, hey, you're a little distant. What's mm -hmm. going on? Do you, do you need some space? I know you saw your ex-girlfriend. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you think don't, don't bring up the ex-girlfriend? Uh -uh, because then he's going to go, see, she's all up in my business. Like, right. That's going to make him feel smothered. I can see that. But, but, but you can I say. Think she can go ahead sorry no just that i mean and i guess now i'm i'm totally retracting everything i said because i also don't think it's ever good to point at like you seem distant yeah you seem yeah. uninterested to yeah. just you know and maybe you'll just have to say like where are we at how are you feeling yeah do we need to take a step back i know I we were know. friends with benefits it seemed like we were i don't think you could say friends with benefits either yeah i mean she you don't want to cheapen it yeah she said it to us you can't say it to him oh okay but and, it seemed like they that they had agreed on that. Yeah, but and so maybe it's about you've ever heard about DTR. We have to talk about down this down to reality. define the real define the relationship. Ooh, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> There's a book written for men. I think it's called The Game. And D oh, I've read that. Okay, well that's where DTR comes from. Oh, I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to talk about it this looks book like on our a Bible. Show. Yeah, and it's yeah. I would like to be have a microphone on that episode. Oh, okay, great. Oh, okay, Sarah wants great. a microphone. Sarah wants on a that. mic on that episode. I'm on it. That's great. Um, I I bought that book because I love reading stuff like that. Yes. And then, do you know Tammy Sager? She's a comedian writer. She wrote on Thirty Rock. She's she was okay, in that uh -huh. improv movie with all our friends. Oh yeah, yeah. She, she borrowed it and I never got it back. Sorry Tammy, to, sorry to call you out, Tammy. Tammy, but I don't think you give listen. us the book back. <laughs> yeah, tell her. You know, let's get it back and let's read it and let's we'll have a book club. She lives in New York. Okay, so they don't have mail there. I don't understand what's happening. Also, it's probably like readily available also, on the been internet. Like Ten years and I'm going to be like, listen, I know I'm married and have a kid, <laughs> but I need book that back. game Bible back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The point is, if you are in that part of a relationship where it's undefined to say, hey, I like you. Like, where are we at? What's going on? Mm -hmm. I want to hear what happens with this me girl. Me too. Me Thank too. you, youthful person, for writing in. This is um, subject line, my BFF. Fake name. Oh. Okay. God, she fucking put her real name as her fake name and then in a, a um, parentheses said, Oh no, maybe this is her fake name. Okay. Oh boy. So fake name Stacy Gold. BFF fake name is London. So she's referencing a, a best friend in this story. Okay, so she's Stacy Gold. Uh-huh. And, and the, the other, other person, person is, London. is London. Subject line my BFF. Okay, try to keep up. Dear Dana and Allison, first off, I freaking love your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Anywho, I need some expert, she put expert in quotes, very reasonably, <laughs> Yes, <laughs> advice from you two lovely ladies because I feel that I no longer have good advice to offer my BFF. She is a wonderful, intelligent, beautiful woman. She'll be 28, is an EMT, and has a gorgeous two-year-old daughter. She is currently going through a divorce. Lord knows she needed it. He is a complete turd, made her feel guilty for wanting to enroll their daughter into daycare so she could go back to work or wanting a couple of hours a night so she could hit the gym and get back in shape. He basically would put her down and then go about his business expecting to come home to a happy housewife and home life. Mm. About a couple years back, she finally packed up and left with their daughter to start her life over. He lived in Texas and she moved to the East Coast. They still tried to fix their marriage while separated, but things remained the same. She went through a lot with him and after dealing with it all, she put herself through school and earned her EMT credentials. Now that she has gone through all that, she is still struggling. Her EMT position does not pay well, resulting in her to live with her mother, who is a whole other downer. London's mother takes advantage of her. London recently helped her mother and stepfather pay the security deposit and first month's rent on a home since they'll all be living there, and her mother still expects her to give her money anytime she asks. Mother asked London for $100 for groceries and came back with no groceries, but with personal things using the money London just gave her. Mm. A week before that, London's mother was pissed at her because she had to go 
drive Uber and Lyft just to make a few dollars. Yeah, her parents don't have full-time jobs, just her. Sorry, this. everybody apologizes for long emails. Not only is London having to deal with her crazy parents, but she is worried about meeting a man. The men she has come in contact with are shitheads. London is up front and lets them know what she's looking for and what her standards are, and of course they run off. I don't think there is anything wrong with that, but would I be a shitty friend for telling her not to worry about suitors and just enjoy her life now with her daughter and focus on building a foundation for herself and child, meaning finding a home of her own. I know she does not like living with her mom, but for now, let's that's all she can afford. Please contact me if you need any more information. Mm. For about half this email, I thought she was talking about herself. Oh, no, she was talking about London. <laughs> she really is talking about her friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but I thought she was like, so I have a friend. Oh. <laughs> because I was like, this feels super specific. You know, she's like, and here's the thing. She's also gorgeous oh, and boy. ready to... So but I then at the end, I, I do think that it's really just her friend and she wants help. Yeah. I think that I have a friend in quotations things mm-hmm. is very like aughts. It's very early 2000s. Aughts. Thank you for referencing the aughts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a bummer for London. That's yeah. really, really hard. I don't think she's going to be a shitty friend for telling London to maybe it would be great to just focus on her life and her daughters. Like... That, that's not shitty. It's her opinion. So no, London but- can just say, okay, well, I don't agree if she wants. Here's here's one um, thing I want to say for London. Now, I don't know what it's like other places, but I definitely had a friend who left an abusive relationship, had a child, um, was a single working mother. She was able to get into a housing situation mm. that was for single working mothers. Mm-hmm. So it was... Her rent was based on the affordability of her income. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. So I would encourage London to look into that because there is such a pride and a and a relaxation and a like everything in having your own space. Totally, it's so necessary. Yes. It's not easy to live with your parents. No. Especially it seems like her parents may be sort of taking advantage of her. It's easy to live with my husband. Right. Yeah, no. And on top of that, your parents never see you as another adult. Mm -hmm. You're their kid back in their home. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's never going to be comfortable for her and her child. I would encourage her to look into programs like that. I'm going to say something and it's going to be controversial. Right. And I feel like we said this before to somebody else on the show. I don't remember. But my question is, why are you so obsessed with London? Do you know what I mean? Like, why, what, other than the, okay, a couple things. First well, of all. I think it's frustrating to see your best friend going through It totally something. is. Yeah. Right? But I, also, I always think it's interesting when we have a therapy show where we're like right in about anything and her immediate thing was like my friend this is I'm really focused on my friend so I I think the first thing is you cannot it's really hard to have people in your life who you sort of think aren't get living up to the yeah like whatever our conceptions or expectations are I I certainly have friends in my life like this it's hard you Mm -hmm. know when you're looking at somebody going like but it doesn't have to be that difficult but you could just do this but maybe you should try this and my first question is is London actually asking for your help do you know what I mean like has she been asking for your advice endlessly or are you just looking at her life and seeing that it's complicated and wishing it was different for her Mm -hmm. do you know what I mean because she might just be comfortable there that Mm -hmm. I might just be and and I've had to do that so much. Not only well, with maybe she just feels like um, what's her name, Star Gold or yeah, Marigold, Stacy Gold. Oh, Stacy Gold. Um, maybe she wants to talk to her friend about this situation and isn't sure how to broach the subject or yeah. what to tell her without coming off. Yeah, and I think that's the first thing is I think it's really hard. Now I know this. I know y'all are gonna laugh at me, right? Because I'm about not. to say something. <laughs> <laughs> Because all I do on this show, well, I guess that's not true. I was going to say because I'm the queen of like giving people advice that they didn't ask for because Uh they'll write in and be like, how can I lose weight for my wedding? And I'm like, here's the thing about airlines, you know, like it's just, I get it because I do it. But I think unless she's asking for help, maybe it's more important that you're just supportive. Yeah. For me, it drives me fucking crazy. You know, I have those friends where like all I'm supposed to be doing is listening because it's the friends where I've said to them a million, you know, they complain and I go, well, why don't you try this? Well, why don't you try this? Well, why don't you try this? And they're just like, well, no, that won't work. 
work. Well, no, that won't work. Well, no, mm-hmm. I can't do that. And it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's frustrating to be on the other end of that. And so there's just, you know, for certain people, I just have to go, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And maybe that's all they need, mm-hmm. you know? Like, um, I feel like I have that a lot with people that are still drinking, you mm-hmm. know, where they're just like, my life is just so crazy and it's just so unmanageable and I just can't get a hold of it. And you're just like, uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, okay. You know, it's kind of like, listen, Dorinda, we see what's going on. This is a Real Housewives reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, who the hell is named Dorinda? <laughs> That's not a real uh, name. I I know that we have a lot of listeners. I know that you guys all listen to Watch Real Housewives. And if you got that joke, I want you to know that we're best friends. Mm. Um, you know, and I think that is, th- those are just my questions. I'm always weary of people whose question is about a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like you want to be really careful that you're not like getting involved in someone's life who might not want your help. Right. Do you know what I mean? Sure. I'm going to remind you of that when I... And you call me next time and say, what's wrong with you? And then tell me how to fix my house. (laughs) Leave me alone, Dana. Okay. This is fake name. Am I living in idiocracy? That's a movie reference. Google it. Thank you, listener. Mm. Hi, Royer and Dana. Oh, okay. Live switching it up. What do you do when you have three choices and none of them are the choice that you think you want, but you have to pick one? Here's the ideal. As many people know, fertility issues are a real thing. Mm -hmm. My husband and I did IVF to get pregnant with our son, who looking back didn't have great odds of ever becoming a person in the first place, but now is here and is so amazing. Mm -hmm. We had 12 eggs that turned into one embryo with a 30% chance of implantation, which we froze for several months before finally transferring to my uterus. But guess what? Here he is. Mm -hmm. And he is so fucking great. Now we arrive at potential baby number two. Here's what I think I want. A baby that is biologically half me and half my husband. But life can be a bitch and there is 0% chance of that option happening. So here are our choices. One, have only one child. Two, adopt a second child. Three, get a sperm donor. I know this is a very complicated question and super personal, but interested to hear your thoughts. But in answering, I ask that you consider this. How much of our children is really nature versus nurture? My husband and I constantly look at our son thinking that thing is just like me and that is just like you. But who's to say that he talks like mommy because mommy contributed half of his DNA and not because he has been listening to mommy since he was in utero and since she never shuts up as he had a pretty good grasp on the tone, cadence, and word choice of her speech. And who's to say he seems to love steak like daddy because daddy contributed 50% of his DNA and not because his mommy is an excellent cook and steak is delicious. Mm -hmm. Also, this is a good time to air a grievance. Dear universe, it is never appropriate to ask a person about their family planning. You never know when the mother of a beautiful two-year-old wants to cry whenever you ask her if she wants more kids because Mm -hmm. the answer is yes, she fucking wants more. But she can't actually have the second one the same way as the first. So thanks for reminding her. I don't know why that made me so sad. Sorry. Probably because your family plan yeah 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 um it's really interesting that she said you know looking at nature versus nurture because that's something that we as humans have been asking questions about for so long and remember on the last episode when i plugged that documentary yes three identical strangers yes this woman needs to go see that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it's it's heavily dealt with because these three men were raised Super by very different families yes I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. So it's very interesting. I will just say, I think nurture has a very, very lot to do with who you turn out to be as a person. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's very powerful. The, you know, I feel like we have gotten versions of this question, but these are two very specific things, right? Because obviously there's the, the option of just having one child, which I'm just going to say. Which is what I've a, chosen to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and we've talked about. And it's not an easy decision. No. Yeah. I'm just going to set that one aside for a little bit mm-hmm. because these other two choices are super interesting. Like, because if... That's a separate conversation, right? Like if she's going to end at one or have two, which I think we've discussed even a little bit on this show. Mm -hmm. But the prospect of either carrying, you know, having a sperm donor Mm -hmm. so that your kid is half yours versus adoption Mm -hmm. is super interesting, Mm -hmm. you know? And and I don't know that that's something that we've discussed before because it's beyond do I stop or keep having kids. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't mind just talking about the differences in just those two 
Um, I think it's a very personal thing. Some people are completely fine and want to adopt a child because there's so many children that need homes. Yeah. Do you think that what, but for mm -hmm. example, our friend Molly Hockey, yes. who has the podcast Spermcast, yes. she's looking for a sperm donor and she fully admits on her show, if you haven't listened, like, look, I get that there are a lot of people, you know, a lot of children out there that need homes. I understand that. I I feel some guilt about it. She said, but I don't know what it is about me. I want to be pregnant. Totally. And that's okay. Oh, yeah. And that's she a real thing. She wants to have her own child. The only she difference. to carry her own child. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. The only difference I see here, though, is being with a partner mm -hmm. where your child is half yours and half someone else's. Mm -hmm. That's such an interesting concept. You know, like, so my first question. So when I, I had a friend when I was living in Boston. Austin, who had an alcoholic brother, mm -hmm. and she was, um, he had liver failure, and mm -hmm. she was going through the process of donating, because, uh, fun fact, your liver is the only organ that grows back. Right. So you can actually donate, or whatever, you know, have a liver transplant with part of your your liver, oh. you know, like, so you know how people give kidneys because you're like, I only need one. Like, right. let's move on. You can um, have a, a liver transplant with part of your liver and your liver will repair itself. Right. Okay. So she had to go through. She was like, OK, we're a match. I'm going to do this. And she had to go through extensive um therapy mm -hmm. because they were running her through every scenario. Okay, your brother is alcoholic. How are you going to feel if you go through this, you know, invasive surgery and he, and he starts drinking again? Your How are you yeah. going to feel? So if that's really, you know, my first thing would be like, Asking, you know, having those conversations with your husband and maybe, you know, getting into couples therapy now to talk to see through, how he feels. About right. It. Like, mm -hmm. how are you going to feel if our second child is biologically mine and biologically someone else's mm -hmm. versus adoption where it's like you did that together? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And I don't I certainly don't know the answer. Yeah. But I, I can't imagine that to me just seems like such a big um. I would it's such a big decision mm -hmm. that I can't imagine that getting into like, you know, couples counseling around to try to figure out what would be all of the other because I had sure, never thought of that. Their two journeys at that point would be very different. There's a wide right. chasm between what he would be experiencing and what she would. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only thing for me that gives me like a little bit of pause is it's either we both together decide we're only having one. We both together decide to adopt. What happens in the sperm donor? And and here's the thing. It's totally up to them. But I would be very interested in, like, how would he feel about that? How would you feel about that? I think she has to that? talk to him. For sure. About that. You yeah. know, and that's one where it's, like, I think getting into a room with a professional. You know, I know we are licensed professionals. I have, I'm a therapist. I know I. Alison uh, Moyer is not a licensed <laughs> professional therapist. But, you know, to, to have somebody take you through all the different courses, I don't know what that resources, mm -hmm. you know. Um, mm -hmm. And I just want to mention, again, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, in our show notes, you know, we talk about a lot of big issues on the show. Mm -hmm. And if you ever are, even know, we have show notes in um, that are attached to every episode where a lot of the resources, the suicide hotline is in there. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem eating with disorder. an eating disorder, mm -hmm. that there's links in there. If, um, if anybody knows one where, you know, there's got to be like a family planning therapist, right, that kind of helps you oh, explore sure. yeah. all of those different options. Because because as my friend in Boston was telling me all of this stuff, I thought like, oh, God, yeah, I never would have thought about that. You know, they I really even just an MFT would yeah. definitely be able to help you. Yeah. You know? That's a marriage and family therapist. I know that Good just job. because I'm a licensed professional. Oh, it's not boy. a big deal, you guys. Um, <laughs> Sarah you know, rolled so her eyes I, at you. I, just like all the questions we get like this, and we get a lot of them, mm -hmm. and we know that we're not qualified, but I'll give you fucking answers all day long. Mm -hmm. You know, like... Well, we gave her some things to think about. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I don't know if you... Nobody can make the decision for them. No, mm -hmm. you know, but it, just like everything else, we just try to kind of take you through some of the scenarios and... Um, you know, whether or not you're going to have a second or not, God, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. You know, it sounds like because you have those next two, you're certainly, you know, we, like we've said before, it's like put all your feelers out there and see what comes back, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. um, but God, I'm so riveted. Can you please let us know what happens? Mm -hmm. I get so I'm like always pausing because I'm like, 
it's your turn to talk now. Oh, you're an oh, email. you're not here. Oh, yeah. you're not. <laughs> this isn't going to work. <laughs> I watched this beautiful, I've been filling my Facebook feed with like Dodo and like all these positive like animal videos oh. and um, random people doing covers. And Cute. I follow all these things because I want to get more positive stuff in my Cute. social media. And I watched a video just yesterday about this family that um, adopted mm-hmm. and they had been waiting to get their baby. And it was so beautiful. The man started crying instantly. I don't think I he, could watch it. When he's started telling his wife we got her she's ours we pick her up friday he just started bawling and then when they brought her home they facetimed all of their family their families were screaming they were like what's her name they were crying like it was the most beautiful thing ever do you think that maybe my problem is that i have too much empathy and so i have to scale it back otherwise (laughs) i wouldn't be able to leave the house i mean i'm really like there's a lot of things Yes, Allison. You're too good to exist. I think I think it might be true. Mm-hmm. I get real emo sometimes. Yeah. Well, that would make you happy. They were crying because they were happy. I but I don't think I would be able to. Oh, okay. Did you see the video I posted of the little boy singing to his baby sister and he no. started crying? And his mom was like, why are you crying? Why am I not good Cashton? at social lead video? And media. Was like, <laughs> because you don't even know what it is. <laughs> never see anything. How do people see each other's things? This little boy was crying. He was probably like two or three. And his mom was like, Cashton, why are you crying? And he was like, because this moment is so beautiful. Shut up. Or real. His name was Cashton? I know. That bothered me too. But I rewound it to that point to see if she really said Cashton. Cashton? She did. I think his name was Sebastian and she pronounced it wrong. (laughs) That's a way different name. Cashton. I'm upset. Do you want to have an absolute yours? Yeah. Oh, okay. These are funny, crazy stories. Send us yours. Okay. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hope you've been listening to our show long enough to know what any of this means because Allison refuses to explain. (laughs) So we're going to move on to the absolute yours section of our show. These are your funny, crazy, secretive, outlandish, outrageous, embarrassing stories. People said they were going to start sending some ghost stories. I haven't seen one yet. I'm going to tell you right now, I've gotten a bunch of ghost stories. Yeah. And and I'm going to actually have a full Dana episode. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. It's because she doesn't read the emails. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, guys. Just thought you should know that your podcast has replaced all music in my life. (laughs) 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 That's funny. I listen on the commute to work while I exercise and to tune my annoying family out. God bless you. (laughs) Just wanted to let you know that I submitted a combo of an absolute yours and a question to your website under my email. Going to need you to get back to me because I have to submit another story about two adult men jizzing their pants on me. (laughs) I'm done hooking up with anyone. Oh, my God. This person person sent me. She sent me a message through Instagram basically telling me, go. Why have you not read my email yet? So I went to our email to find out what it was. I'm now, so happy that someone bossed you around yeah, for these a people change. are not fucking around. <laughs> she says, fake name. I'm using my real name because I think this story is funny and I want people to know it's mine. Donna. Huh? Hilarious. <laughs> Donna and Allison are the same person. We really are. Yeah. Subject. Thought he was waking me up for sex, but he just wanted me to be the little spoon? That's her subject line. Okay. (laughs) I'm currently a 21-year-old trying to make it in New York City, where today a homeless man tried to hug me and another man sweated onto me on the subway. Sweat literally dripped off of his brow and onto my (laughs) thigh. (laughs) Oh, God, people juices. (laughs) It's rough out here. I'm recently single and sad about it, so my friends encouraged me to go out and hook up with a new boy by yelling, do it, in that shrill, fucking obnoxious way that friends sometimes do. (laughs) So I let someone take me home, and we dry hump for a little bit, and I deny him please to let him oh den- deny his please I'm just gonna just point out really quickly it's P-L-E-A-S you put an E at the end so I misread it I'm just gonna put Ugh, that out there you're mm, a bad okay. person but Donna gets you I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> Donna just spell please right okay deny his please to let him rock my world I knew that his definition of rocking my world was three weak thrusts followed by a high five <laughs> I mean, she's probably not wrong. No, I know. No thanks, my dude. Anyway, we were cuddling, and I slowly start to feel his finger fishing his way into my belly button. And I think, what? Clearly, this is an accident. There is no way he is purposefully fishing around in my fucking belly button for fun. Well, then he whispered into my ear, is this okay? (laughs) Stop it. Right. (laughs) That was the moment I realized. Oh, his finger inside of my belly button is sexual for him. 
I just waited for that bullshit of a fetish to pass, and we finally fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) I I love this girl so much. A few hours later, I wake up to this bitch tapping me on my shoulder, continuously saying my name. Donna. Donna, are you awake? (laughs) Does it look like I'm fucking awake? Is that the message my closed eyelids are sending you? What the fuck? So I wake up and he looks me in the face and says, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Could you maybe uh, lay on my back and, you know, uh, put your arms around me in a spooning position? To which I'm like, did you just wake me up from my slumber in which I felt your flaccid dick on my ass crack for most of the time to ask me if I can please be the big spoon? What the fuck? Listen, I'm not hating on men who like to be the little spoon. All I'm saying is maybe don't ask a girl you just met a few hours don't prior. Don't wake her up she from could, a dead sleep either. She could please cradle you after you just fished deep into her motherfucking belly button. When will being <laughs> single get fun anyway i love your podcast and would love to be on as a guest i have no experience in entertainment have never been discovered by an agent and have been told by multiple relatives that my number one characteristic is that i'm annoying my god this is you my god also i only have like two friends and only one of them is supportive enough to listen to your podcast if when i'm on it all of that being said i'm very valuable and you need me i can also intern for you god bless this person is your clown. Donna and Allison are clones. This is straight up orphan black. <laughs> okay, I gotta be on her side with it. Oh, you know, you know I don't I like to I don't like to judge people's sexual <laughs> desires and what they enjoy. Great. Like, you got to do you, right? Sure. But if you just took someone home that you just met and it's just kind of like a fun hookup, yeah. don't be fishing in her GD belly button. I have a couple of things to say. Number one, are we? is anybody going to point out the insanity? Donna... Why did you spend the night there? Well, I mean, why in the world met him before? Would you, I don't no, wanna, she said it was a random hookup, and I don't she immediately be an old woman and be like, she immediately didn't like him, and then stayed. Still stayed. Why did you spend the night? You're crazy. Also, I totally identify. I came home once. One time, I lived with three boys. I came home from like a raucous night, and. I was wearing these pants. It was like pajama pants. It was definitely the next night. I had gone home with someone. And the guy, my roommates were like, Ailson, what are those pants? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I just got them from some guy's house. And, the, and now they were rolled at the waist because uh-huh. they were like kind of big. We unrolled them and they were like, up, they were like, Allison, you had sex with a monster because the <laughs> pants were so, so big. And I was like, oh my God, I, d- I must have had sex with a monster because these pants are unreasonably large. Like they were humongous. And I just <laughs> want to say, those are unfortunately just the unfortunate side effects of one night stands with people is weird shit is going to happen. You like, might have just what? had sex with a monster and you didn't even know it. I know that your fingertips have a lot of nerves. Okay. <laughs> but I just don't understand what kind of sexual pleasure you would have derived from Is digging this around okay? in a He's belly like, button. Also, he doesn't know her. He doesn't know if she cleans her belly button. It could smell like foot thunk in Is there. this okay as the funniest thing I've ever heard in relation to a finger in a belly button? Is this okay? Is this okay? He Especially said. if he was. Is this okay? Is this okay? Is this okay? Do you like that? Do you like my finger in your wrinkly belly button? No, I don't. I mean, I guess it's fine, but what is happening? Can I finger that hole that used to be your umbilical cord? (laughs) (laughs) Donna, I need a neighbor's corner for that one. Definitely never stop writing us. And of course, you can be on this show. You merely need to fly to LA. I feel like I love Donna because I love you. And you're clearly the same person. We're the same person. She's like, I'm very valuable, just so you know. (laughs) If you ever come home and you unroll a pair of pants and you fit entirely inside of them, you just had sex with a monster. Like over just, your head. Yeah, like if they roll up like a potato sack and you realize you just inadvertently had sex with a very uh, a monster man. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think an is this okay could be kind of sexy in some regards. If your finger's not in my belly not button. In my belly button? No, I don't even 
is this okay as appropriate ever? You don't? No. I mean, maybe like, do you like that? Um, is this okay? I mean, like, it, like, I feel that's like... That's like what you say when you're passing somebody on the subway. I think if somebody slammed <laughs> right. me against a wall and then went, is this okay? I'd be like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so that's about tone. Because what if they were like, what if they slammed you against the wall and then they're like, is this okay? Yeah, then <laughs> I lost my like lady it. Like, you need to... <laughs> you want to have some, like, affirmativeness, right? Yeah, Not but, like, but I don't know okay? if there's, like, slow, sexy, and he's like, is this okay? We're not saying to this? not Can get... I push it further? <laughs> no, you can't push your finger further in my belly button you kill me we're not saying to not get consent okay obviously you can ask if it's okay yeah but do it sexy and probably did he probably had his finger in her belly but was like is that okay (laughs) (laughs) you are not a sexy man alice no i'm not (laughs) also how is how is will you lay on my back and wrap your arms around me that's not spooning that's planking no he wanted to he wanted to he wanted her spoon to, from the top. He wanted a top spoon. He wanted her to lay on his back. No, right. But like and with her stomach her, on his back. Right, and wrap her arms around him. Right. That's planking, dude. No, that's big spooning. No. Spooning is, is on your sides and you mold to each other. You don't think it counts as spooning as your if you're No, it counts as weird ass planking. So he was plank spooning. That's we figured out thing. a new move. No, it's thing. plank spooning. I mean, I think her point is he did want to be little spoon. Well, that's all right. Well, it sounds like she doesn't think she it is. She didn't like it. She, she doesn't wants like it more. She wants Big Spoon. Yeah. And I she get wants it. you to get your fucking digits out of her belly button. She, I have to go. This is outrageous. <laughs> Leave us corner. <laughs> Hi, Grandma. <sighs> Allison, I feel like you need to go. No, first. I definitely don't. I'm oh, not okay, Grandma. I'm for. really sorry that I talked about fingering your umbilical cord. Oh, my God. Cord. Dina, don't say fingering the Neva. But I'm apologizing for it. I know, but it. just say apology for being such a fucking idiot. It's not idiotic to be completely uh, flabbergasted uh, that someone wants to stick their finger in your umbilical hole. Neva <laughs> All we did was go. fight. No. <laughs> Why are we fighting so much? I mean, I feel I feel like the bulk of it lays on you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't agree, Sarah. <laughs> just shut up. Don't fight in front of our child. Oh, man. I hope Sarah leaves super happy. And then you're like, what happened today? (laughs) Allison. (laughs) Demogene Royer. What's Demogene? I just made up a middle name. My middle name is Susan. Allison Susan Royer. No big deal. But people used to call me Allie Sue and me, my BFF, who you hate, Jenny Burt, also middle name Susan. So it was Jenny Sue and Allie Sue. What? Don't try to change the subject, do you, think you I do toddler. A, do you think I you do? You were staring at your phone and paused while we were wrapping up this show. Do you think I do a good body roll? <laughs> You're a child. Bye. I didn't even oh. say I loved you. Okay. Sorry. Tell me. Tell me. It's really hard. Donna, I love you. <laughs> Bye. Sarah, I love you. Bye. Shut up and sit down. What a mess.